From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. To the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for September 1st, 2010. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my good friends, Walter Eccles, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Teresa Eccles, Kathy Whirling, and Max the Intern back in the Peanut Gallery. In this week's show, Walter and I will have our review of Disney's Beach Club Resort, and Kevin Close will have his review of the Cape May Cafe at Disney's Beach Club Resort. So if you like Disney's Beach Club Resort, you'll really enjoy the show, especially since I'm trying to figure out as many ways to say Disney's Beach Club Resort in this intro as possible. I really need to read these before I... <laughs> before I, I, I Yeah, little little editing before I, I start the show. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this week's edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. We do have a few items uh, in housekeeping. First and foremost, we did uh, get an email... Uh, this week from one of our listeners uh, in regards to our discussion about the young woman in Disneyland who is uh, suing through the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission, suing Disneyland through the EEOC about wearing the the headscarf. And uh, uh, he uh, specifically asked that we not mention his name because uh, the line of work he's in, um, we shouldn't. So, but he is an expert on this topic. And uh, he writes, uh, with regard to the OSHA SeaWorld private lawsuit issue, I can't speak for Florida law, but in most cases, workers who are injured or even killed on the job are prevented from bringing private lawsuits against their employers because of workers' compensation statutes. Generally, when you see workers' lawsuits filed over on-the-job injuries or deaths, you are seeing suits that have been filed against equipment manufacturers over issues of faulty equipment. Some states do have exceptions to the, uh, the exclusive remedy of workers' compensation in cases of gross negligence or intentionally hazardous behavior on the part of an employer. But an OSHA willful finding may not be useful in proving either of those in a state court. This is regarding the discussion we had about uh, OSHA finding SeaWorld for willful negligence now, and the death of... Uh, the family has filed the civil suit. Yeah, we'll see how. the news, so I don't know, you see, know what... Again, I don't know Florida law, and I don't know what they're going to claim, but they've already filed a civil suit. Now, in regard to the religious accommodation issue, religious expression in the workplace has been a protected right since the passage of the Civil Rights Act in 1964. Let me say up front that I don't disagree with Pete's analysis that Disney has offered reasonable accommodation and that the employee's EEOC claim appears to be weak. But Disney did not offer that accommodation purely out of the kindness of their hearts. In the EEOC's language, Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 prohibits, quote, denying a requested reasonable accommodation of an applicant's or employee's sincerely held religious beliefs or practices or lack thereof if an accommodation will not impose more than a de minimis cost or burden on business operations, end quote. De minimis is a very low hurdle in this situation, and Disney has certainly, in my estimation, gone well above and beyond their obligation to accommodate. I just wanted to be clear that the obligation for a private employer to accommodate religious beliefs does exist as a matter of federal law. So that I wasn't aware of that. I, I, well, I was. I, I, I've had to do it. We had a, a question of somebody wanting to read their Bible. 
at their desk at a different job I had. And that's something during your lunch break that... Didn't you also have... You had set up a special room for a woman who had to pray every day right. at a certain time? Uh, a, a quiet place, a private quiet place. I think my, my issue with this is more the fact that she didn't discover the need to wear the headscarf until she became a U.S. citizen. Um, she was working there for two years before she became a U.S. citizen. wasn't an issue then. You know, as soon as she becomes a U.S. citizen, all of a sudden, this is an issue. And whether or not Disney had to do it or didn't have to do it, I think we all agree that they, I think we all agree, that they tried from the beginning. They did. To find options for it. They her. did. And now, because of this, I have to, you know, deal with people's religious, uh, individual religious beliefs within our own company. And Teresa tells me she's got to drink every day <laughs> as part of her religion. I just don't think that's fair. <laughs> No comment without my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go to the casino. <laughs> Is that part of your Yeah, really. My religion requires me to go to a casino. I was thinking the mall. <laughs> You're all going to come weird religions now, aren't you? <laughs> so I appreciate uh, this person sending that in um, and helping us set the record straight. Um, also, I want to mention as part of housekeeping, there's only going to be one show this week due to scheduling conflicts we're not going to be able to do our disboards.com show this week. Uh, next week, of course, is our, Swan Dol- our, our show with the Swan Dolphin, which I'm very excited about. Always fun to go over there and see our friends. And uh, any time I can get to spend with the Swan Dolphin is always a, always a good mm-hmm. thing. So we're going to be doing our food and wine show next week, talking uh, about upcoming food and wine festival at Epcot, as well as the Swan Dolphin's uh, food and wine classic going on October 8th and 9th. 8th and 9th. Why can't I get those those dates straight in my head? Um, but October eighth and ninth, Food and Wine Classic. We'll be talking to some of the folks who are putting that on. I'm, I'm very, I, I'm really disappointed. I'm not going to be here for that. That uh, I'm going to have to be dealing with nature because he wants to go to the Grand Canyon. I'll eat for you. You're going to have to. You have to drink for me too. Don't Even worry. if I was here, you'd have to drink for me. <laughs> Now you're going to have to do outdoorsy stuff when you go. This is uh, this is an ongoing discussion on the Adventures by Disney board. I'm, I'm asking people to relay my. Are you going to ride a burrow? No, <laughs> no, no. I could just picture Pete trying to start fire with two sticks in pure anger. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God, why won't this start? I uh, 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 I, I posted on the Adventures by Disney board that I'm, uh, you know, I need people to, uh, you know, allay my fears that you know this is going to be. Seven days of pure nature hell um, for me. And Some people think bringing their own blow-up pillow helps uh, when you're sleeping outside. I'm not sleeping outside. He's taking There's his no own blow-up hotel <laughs> It's an Adventures by Disney trip. There is no sleeping outside. But, you know, one person said, oh, you know, oh, the, talking about the Cowboy Cafe. I'm like, okay, to a gay man that, re- that reads, which the Queer's Cafe? <laughs> Or a chaps. <laughs> or, or a really seedy gay bar. If it's not with a K, that's a gay bar. <laughs> if there's a disco ball. So, you know, I know that, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's the price I have to pay to get back to Australia. So, I mean, it's, I'm taking one for the team here. And uh, What team? <laughs> really? My team. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> don't give so, on my account. The schizophrenic, the, the schizophrenic team that lives in my head. Um, we have a rule in our house. We're not going on any but ABD that doesn't include a trip to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> now, I just, 
I know he's really looking forward to it. I mean, and I, I look, I would love to see the Grand Canyon. I mean, I've never seen it. I have from a But, you know, did you ever, you ever watch um, National Lampoon's Vacation, the first one? Oh, where, like, you know, he, he's, he's rushing to leave. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Clark, don't you want to see the Grand Canyon? He puts his arm around and goes, hmm, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> and they take off. And that's to me, I'm like, mm, okay. It's a lovely you, hole in the ground. Have you ever seen that glass? Um, balcony. I will not go out on that. Oh. I won't either. I have to I tell you. That. I've seen that. pictures of people doing it, and I think I have to lay down. <laughs> we no. this observation area in the Grand Canyon where you can actually walk out on a, t- oh it's a giant view. No. I would do that, yeah. I'd go out and start jumping on it. I don't know. Make her a little scared. No, no, no. <laughs> I, will not, I will not get on a mule. I will not go on <laughs> any flooring that is uh, clear That's and shows fair. the drop down several thousand feet. Uh, I will, you know, they're talking about this. They were talking about this hike out to some rocks, and you got slippery rocks on the way. You got to watch it. Like, no, 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 no. It, drive the bus if the dri- bus can't drive there. I'm not going. What about the whitewater rafting? People? I'm not doing that either. I would do that. There, it's going to be. Cold, I understand. So I, don't know why. I understand that sitting in all the gift shops on his iPad. No, I understand that there are some spas in the area, and if I need to divert myself to a spa, that is what I'll do. If they want to give me a massage out in the wilderness, that's fine. But or a facial, I can do that. But this this whole whitewater rafting, um, I warned them from the minute we booked it. There's a list of things I am not going to do. Why do I have pictures of deliverance going off in my head? <laughs> I don't know that whitewater rafting thing. All I keep thinking is there's a rock waiting for my head. Exactly. No, it's yeah. I, nature will try to kill me. Nature and I are at odds, and nature will try to kill me. It will send its minions in the form of scorpions and spiders and slippery rocks. That's right. You must kill nature first and teach it and put it in its place. Policy at our house: don't come in the house, and I won't kill you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) However, that works in reverse. (laughs) I won't sleep outside. Don't kill me. Walter, you got to bring a flatty with Pete because it sounds like you're going to be on this thing by yourself. Yeah, really. Take my arm around and take my picture. <laughs> so you saw the River Wild, right? Oh, that movie freaks mm-hmm. me out. No, I don't think I did. Maybe you should rent it before you go. So I know we also have uh, a boatload of prizes to give away. I you told you that I have a housekeeping. Oh, okay, we got other housekeepings. You go first. I just want to remind people, we talked about it last week. We now have a sign-up form. We're uh, trying to put enough people together for an August 7th Adventures by Disney with the Backstage Magic. Pete and Walter have graciously agreed to go on another one. Uh, we'll take one for the team. Okay, that, that I understand the team reference. <laughs> uh, right now, uh, we've got a disclaimer up that we're taking people's names and credit card numbers until we can guarantee enough people to make this trip go. Right now, we're not there yet, but we'll have a, a link up on the show notes page. John's also posted something on the Diz Unplugged boards. Or if you're interested in details, you can write to me at Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel. Also, regarding the February trip, I don't expect that to last. I don't expect availability on that trip to last much longer. I Probably not the rest of the week. So if it's something you think you're interested in, yep. the July trip is sold out. Yep. I've already taken people off the wait list and plugged them in. I'm assuming the rest of the people are good to go. Uh, they're now in the cancellation period. 
So our cancellation phase, a penalty phase. So, so it's unlikely people will cancel because right. they're going to so, lose a deposit. And I still have people on the wait list. So if you're interested in a summer trip, the August 7th trip is going to be the, your best bet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we do have uh, availability in the April trip, although we added a few mm-hmm. to that this past week. So. There's a lot. There's, that has, that's the trip with the most availability, that in August. The A trips. Okay. Cool. Did you have something, John? I do. Um, this Thursday, September 2nd, mm-hmm. is that the right date? Our group space for our podcast cruise is going to be uh, taken away. Anything that we haven't sold yet with Disney Cruise Line, they're going to ask us for that inventory back. So what that means is uh, Thursday, up until Thursday is the last day that you're going to be able to take, care of, take advantage of our locked-in tier pricing. We've looked at some pricing, and current pricing is now 40 to $60 more per person for this cruise. So if you're thinking on going on Podcast Cruise 2.0 and you want to get in there now, please make sure you put your request in before Thursday so that we can make sure we get you in our group space. Otherwise, we're going to lose that locked-in pricing, and it's going to go up for everybody. Okay. All right. Now, I know we have... Prizes are part of housekeeping, people. I just want to say that. And these are these people have been waiting a while. Yeah, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. <laughs> now, we still... We're, we're just doing this. Uh, we're doing this manually because I still don't have the Prismatron fixed. So we're just gonna. We have I've, a I've got a list. Max. I've got a list of them here. No, people are gonna give the number. And I thought we'd spin Max around or something. We can so, still do that. All right, who's our first one? I know we got a lot. This to is our June email winner. What was her name? Oh no, it's a guy. Sorry, Jason. <laughs> this is Jason Conroy, number eight. Number eight. Twenty-five dollar gift card. Yay. Yay. Someone do the drum roll. Da, 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 da. Our July email winner, Allie Hernandez, number 21. 21. A three-day, two-night stay at Sheridan Vistana Villages. Yeah. You'll nice. love that. Yeah. You will love that. Okay, now. <laughs> this feels so anticlimactic. <laughs> it really does. We have the price of <laughs> This is for a video played on our 8-5 show. This is Richard in the UK. Um, his daughter, Elise, is a massive fan of the show, so I wanted to say hello to her. She's only 11 years old. I apologize for the adult references. Hi, Elise. <laughs> and her number is 29. 29. $100 gift card. Wow, Whoa. that's exciting. Yay. Disney gift card. Congratulations. Now, people, keep in mind, there are two iPads in here. <laughs> And then um, the Sawhooks, they submitted a video on August 5th, um, 49. 49. Two tickets to see Cirque du Soleil. Yay. 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 Sorry, I had to write these down. (laughs) We're lucky you don't have any repeat numbers. That's pretty good. And then, yes, I know. Believe me. Because I I was so afraid I was going to have to write people back and say, sorry, that number's gone. Um, This is Jeff and Val, old Key West lover, number 13. Lucky number 13? Number 13 is uh, uh, tickets for two to a Keys to the Kingdom tour. All right. That's all for now. I'm still waiting to hear back from some people. And then... um, Okay, I'll shuffle these again then so that the numbers yeah. aren't the same. And uh, But there are two iPads in here, an iPad a Wi-Fi 3G and a Wi-Fi only iPad are in here for the offering. So congratulations, everyone. Anything else for housekeeping? Yeah. Housekeeping. 
Anything? Going nope. once, going twice. Over to Johnny for the news. <coughs> Our first news oh, story. I thought you were going to sing. You were <laughs> okay, wait a second. I was double checking to make sure I didn't have any more prizes. Mm-hmm. I do. Okay. Because <laughs> um, I thought there were more. Um, our May winner, actually, uh, Kathy Walzer. She chose number 45. Number 45. She wins round-trip airport transfers from FL Tours. From Orlando International to any hotel in the area. And then Mike Land 6. This was from chat. I don't even know how long ago. Number 26. Number 26. Well, I like she went into chat. We're giving stuff away. He also won two tickets to see Cirque du Soleil. Okay. Yay. Can I pick a number? <laughs> now, that is everyone. For now. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Not quite the same without the prize matron, really. What are you trying to say? That you and I are not as exciting as the prize matron. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. I'm all business. <laughs> What's the number? What's the number? All right, John, go ahead with the news. All right. Our first story... Disneyland's Phantasmic Dragon Removed Indefinitely The robotic dragon in Disneyland's Phantasmic was removed from the show indefinitely after breaking down Saturday, August 28, 2010. The 45-foot animatronic dragon collapsed during Saturday's first performance of Phantasmic on Disneyland's Rivers of America. The dragon, modeled after the Maleficent character from Sleeping Beauty, was left out of Sunday night's shows. Disney's officials are unsure when the dragon will be back in the show. This is from Betsy Sanchez, a Disneyland Resort spokeswoman. The dragon in Fantasmic experienced a technical issue last Saturday night. Heat stroke. And we are working to fix the problem. At this time, we're not able to determine when the dragon will reappear in the show. However, it will continue to run at its scheduled times. Saturday's failure came almost a year after the dragon debuted in the show after delays because of technical problems. He's in rehab with Lindsay Lohan. Oh. She's out of rehab now and back at the Chateau Marmont. <laughs> in case anybody was in wondering. Case anyone cared. I was just going to say, that's not where I thought that Thanks story Thanks to the TMZ was app. <laughs> was it work when you guys were out there? What's that? The dragon. Yeah. 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 We had the dragon. Was it acting funny? No, no. It looked perfectly it normal. Looked- Looked perfectly normal. That was a really exciting news story, John. I thought people would be interested. At least if no one died in this one. I was yeah. going to say, it was more upbeat well, than what we're used to from John. You never, what if he never comes back? <laughs> like I said, the first story is always something <laughs> tragic. <laughs> <laughs> Have you caught my pattern yet? <laughs> this is the most tragic thing he could find. <laughs> come on, people. <laughs> Work with me, people. All right. Our, ne- our next, two, next story, news story. Toy Story 3 to cross $1 billion. Unbelievable. Disney becomes first studio with two $1 billion films in one year. Toy Story 3 crossed the $1 billion mark on ticket sales with grosses of $404.9 million statewide and $592.9 million internationally. The animated hit has already become Pixar Animation's highest grossing film ever. Now the movie joins Alice in Wonderland as the second $1 billion film this year from Walt Disney Studios. And no studio has ever done this in history. Two $1 billion films in the same year. Correct. 
These box office triumphs prove that creative storytelling brought to life by imaginative, inspired, and talented professionals is something audiences respond to the world over. I haven't says, seen either one. Me neither. I haven't either. No, neither have I. I really didn't have a big interest in seeing Alice in oh, Wonderland. Wait a minute, wait a minute. None of you have seen either one of these movies? No. 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 We have the DVD for Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. It's just still wrapped up. I, I have seen both of these movies several times, and no one else has seen. Kathy, you've seen. You also have I saw a, Toy a child who is the perfect age for Toy Story. My yes, kids Max don't watch movies. <laughs> well, I mean, my kids don't watch movies yet, so taking them to movies is kind of out of the question. That's true. But do you think Toy Story grossed so much because it was 3D and you had that's, to pay three dollars extra? That's the question. Is both of these were 3D movies, and then the next one down the list is Shrek, which is also a 3D movie. Yeah. So does the does the surcharge for 3D now? I'm sure it helps. Into a different category. I'm sure it helps. But, you know, look, as far as Alice in Wonderland and Toy Story 3 are concerned, the reviews, irrespective of 3D, the reviews were mm-hmm. glowing. Shrek, the, the Shrek movie was kind of iffy in terms of reviews, but Toy Story 3 and Alice in Wonderland both got, like, I mean, across the board raves. I know on the boards, a lot of people went back to see Toy Story 3 several times, yeah. so it's not just the 3D effect. Have you read that they're re-releasing Avatar into the theaters? Yeah, that, yes. uh, they did on the 27th. Yeah. There's nine extra minutes. It's the musical number they cut out originally. <laughs> I actually want to go see it, like IMAX 3D. I, want to I don't see want to see it in 3D, but I want to see it in the theaters. The yeah, only time too. I saw it was on the plane with a little screen in front yeah. of you. Go with so yeah, I really need to see go the real Pete. version. Is that what you're saying? I saw the light-up trees. Go with see, Pete. Julie doesn't want to see Avatar either. See, I really you guys can have a mandate. Okay. 3D mandate. <laughs> it wasn't one I was looking at. <laughs> I don't know. Like, we could go somewhere with that, Corey. Yeah, really. <laughs> 3D mandate. This doesn't count if it's underwater. <laughs> keep it gay, keep it gay, keep it gay. I'm out. <laughs> we'll be there. Skip paragraphs. All right. And our next last news story. Airline apologies, apologizes with free Disney trip. According to the website UPI.com, on August 6, 2010, Air Canada officials said a terminally ill boy whose wheelchair was damaged on a flight will receive a free, t- free trip to Walt Disney World. The Montreal-based carrier said Tanner Brown, 10, who suffers from muscular dystrophy, will receive a free trip to the Florida theme park with his family and cousins. We know Tanner's number one personal wish is to go to Disney World, so we'll be making that happen for him and his cousins. A, a Canada spokeswoman, Air Canada spokesperson Peter Fitzpatrick said. The announcement came after Tanner's wheelchair was damaged Wednesday, several weeks ago, on an Air Canada flight when he traveled to New York to take part in a charity run called Tutus for Tanner. Air Canada said airline officials were able to find a repair shop and the wheelchair was returned to the boy and his family the following day. Wow. I mean, that's that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. I think so. That's really impressive. We had an issue with, we went to Las Vegas once with Kevin's folks, and his mom's wheelchair got damaged. And we had to go into the hood to have it fixed. We literally had to go into the hood to have it fixed. It was a scary neighborhood. We didn't get a free trip anywhere. We yep. didn't even get an apology. They put rims on it, though, huh? Really? <laughs> <laughs> It does have spinning rooms there. This was... And an air horn. This was literally like, should we even bother to go to this place? And it was, in someone, it was in someone's garage. No. I swear to God. That sounds like, like, sounds like the guy that my dad used to take like our TV and VCR to get fixed. Went to the man's house, and it was like... And his garage didn't even close. It was basically a carport. 
This was the airline sent us there. The three of them sat in the car and said to me, "Go have this done." <laughs> okay. Was it not drivable? I mean, was it so damaged? The brake. They had broken the hand, the brake off that lock. Oh. And for someone who's good. trying to yeah. sit down in a wheelchair, yeah. you have to yeah, you have to know right. that it's you a solid thing. You can't have her thing. flying down a hill. Right. That would yeah. be bad. So good for Air Canada. Yep. That was a good story. Kudos to them. Good for them. Good for uh, good Tanner. For, uh, Tanner. Getting to go to Disney World. That's very cool. What was the Ren called that he was going to? Tutus for Tanner. Is that Canadian? What is Tutus? I don't know. <laughs> go back and make sure I said it right. <laughs> Tutus. T-U-T-U-S for Tanner. Tutus. Isn't that their money? No, those are no. loonies. Those are loonies. But I thought there were loonies and toonies. <laughs> I'm not joking. Okay, where are my Canadian friends? That's I know I'm not crazy. <laughs> I know I'm right about this toonie thing. Somebody's going to write it and say I'm right. Well, how do you spell it, John? T-U-T-U. Isn't it tutu? Tutu. T-U-T-U-S. Tutus for Tanner. That would be an apostrophe. That would be possessive. What's tutus? I that would know. be Desmond Tutu. <laughs> All right, so why it's does tutus. tutus make sense for a boy in a wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what he's into. I don't know. Let the boy dance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they give the boy tutus. I don't there know. There is but, a special place but tutus, for all <laughs> Tutus make more sense than tutus. What the hell is tutus? <laughs> Julie said it's their money. <laughs> Pennies, they're called tutus. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe his mother makes tutus. I, I have a lot of girlfriends that make tutus for little, like for little boys? girls. For little girls, and you sell them. People buy them like crazy. Are we I sure Tanner's a boy? I didn't look under his tutu, but <laughs> a terminally ill boy. Okay. All right, boy. I don't know, but maybe someone can explain to us what a tutus is. <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I was intrigued enough to ask. What is tutus? I'm going to do a Google search. <laughs> spell check. Just tell me it was spelled correctly. It didn't give me a definition. Oh, man. He really is Googling this. Are you Googling tutu? No. Or tutus oh. for Tanner? I'm just doing that first word. No, it's Tutus. Tutus for Tanner. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to sit and wait for this because I want to know what Tutus is. <laughs> Fluffy ballet and dance Tutus. <laughs> <laughs> My face hurts. <laughs> I'll do it. Hang on. Girls Tutus. <laughs> I only see. Okay, well, tutu. Maybe want, I'm right. Maybe I, you I know. want someone to write in with what the hell a tutus is. <laughs> it's tutus, so sure. that I can know why I don't Tanner think, needed tutus. I don't think tutus makes any more sense than tutus. I'm sorry. Uh, I think it does because of what I said. What if his mother makes tutus? But why would they have a run in New York City to make tutus for his mother? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> All right. That's the end of the news. <laughs> Go do something else. <laughs> All 
right. Thank Hang you. on, I've got some information. Oh wait, story. I think Kevin was Tutus alert. Explain us to this. What is up with all the tutus? If you have to ask that question, you should probably read this first. It's the story of my nephew, Tanner, who has Duchenne's muscular dystrophy. It's kind of a long story, but you should go ahead and read it. Um, he, she's, this is his aunt who's trying to raise money, and apparently it's a race uh, through New York City, and everyone's wearing a tutu. Ha-ha! Oh, all right. So it's tutus for Tanner. But it's not tutus. Tutus. Bob Magi. Well, I thought he said toonies at first. Tutus for John. Well, I just wanted to make sure... I just wanted to make sure that Tutus wasn't something serious before I, I lambasted right, yeah. him for Tutus. It's hot in here. They all wear tutus when they run. That's I'm imagining it was going place. through the village. <laughs> or up near Lincoln Center. <laughs> really could be up near Lincoln Center. No, but that's great. It really is a great story. I'm, I'm really happy that uh, Eric Canada did that. That's very cool. It's very, very cool. Tanner's going to be breaking pieces off his wheelchair every trip now. <laughs> I don't, wouldn't blame him. Me neither. So, all right. Well, thank you for the news, John. We're going to move on to rapid fire. Who would like to go first? Tutus. I would. It does sound really I'll do this weird. as tutus as I can, okay? You're not using that word. It reminds me. Of, it reminds me of POTUS. You know, the the president president of the United States is called oh. POTUS. Flotus is first lady of the United States. V. POTUS is vice president of the United Give States. Give it a second. He'll come up with something. Um, so my POTUS could be their son. <laughs> they don't have a son. I'm just making it oh. up. All right, sorry. We're not connecting today. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my rapid fire is about an event that's happening post-Podcast Cruise 2.0. Saturday, December 18th, there is going to be a photo walk. It's uh, capturing the holiday magic, and you can sign up on the thread. There's a, on the cruise subform on the board, a thread has been started, and they're going to do a photo walk. It's starting early at 10 a.m. through the parks, and people who are really good at taking photos are going to help other people learn how to do it. Oh, that's cool. That sounds nice. Th- through every park? They're going to every park on this day? I didn't read that all where they're going. I think it's the Magic Kingdom. Oh, okay. It might... Hang on. I'll let you know. I was like, that's a little ambitious. No, it's, it's one park. I know. I signed up for it. It's the photo run. <laughs> in Tutus. In Tutus photo run. Luckily, they don't have to... I'll find it. I'll get back I'm just you. curious. All right. Well, thank you, Kevin. Yanni. Uh, Judith. Just off the presses. Hot off the presses. This morning, before we left for the podcast, Disney Cruise Line has announced a new promotion. Kids sail free on the magic. On the five-night Bahamian cruise January 3rd and seven-night Caribbean cruises January 8th through February 12th, February 26th through March 5th, Kids 17 and under sale free as the third, fourth, or fifth passengers in veranda staterooms, categories 4A through 7A. Um, this does not include port charges or destination fees, so it's the cruise fair is free for kids. Let's go on a cruise for Ferris's second birthday. That'd be fun. No, it'd be free anyway. Yeah, I know. But. <laughs> so, pot off the presses. Uh, if your book of dreams on limited travel and you fall under this promotion, 
Fear not, we're working on it. You probably have heard by the time the show goes up. But so far, as of this morning, we've saved clients $25,000. Oh, my Lord. So, And that's just, before I left, I got a quick total. So Nice. It's 10 to 12 on the... The 18th. The photo and walk. It's going, the photo walk is going to be starting at the boardwalk. They're going to do Disney resorts, not parks. I apologize. Mm-hmm. I had the wrong information. And who's uh, who's putting that together? Mike Holland has originally started it. Oh, good. We okay. share the same camera. Awesome. And the same viewfinder. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thank you, John. Walter. Once again, it's time for the SeaWorld Halloween Spooktacular. Oh. And oh. <laughs> Oh, An no. ocean of Halloween fun. Me too, this. Have you been sending him to classes? <laughs> because I'm going to lose my motivation, people. I gotta, I'm on a roll. <laughs> he's going to lose his motivation. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to go back to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Wait, Walter's going to break character. Go ahead. Spectacular. An ocean of Halloween fun. <laughs> Trick or treat for ghoulish goodies. Meet amazing sea creatures. Catch silly and spooky shows and more. Kids can come in costume or come as they are. See what Orlando dates are October 9th, 10th, 16th, 17th, 23rd. I think 24th, I like it better when he faces a refrigerator. 29th through the 31st, all beginning at 12 noon. The Halloween Spooktacular is included. <laughs> what the hell is the matter with you? Is Did you hit your head this morning? It's included in your park admission. Is this, is this something I have to worry about? <laughs> do I got to take? Do I got to take you somewhere? Oh, there's no more Walter bot. He's gonna keep doing it until you agree to go whitewater after. <laughs> Don't ever talk like that again. Don't ever. I was saying that to them all last year. Walter, I waited. I say this all morning. I think three or four times I talked to Walter on the phone this morning, and he was saying this through our entire conversation. <laughs> Oh, you were the you were the guinea pig, Teresa. <laughs> oh, oh my! I find you slightly less attractive now. I <laughs> 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 punch things up a bit. Oh man, <laughs> something's been punched. <laughs> Walter, seriously, that was. I, I thought it was a great improvement. <laughs> You're sitting in Bob's chair. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Say it one more time. Spooktacular. <laughs> There's a soundbite. I, <laughs> I was saying that to Teresa last year when we were at SeaWorld, and I kept saying, next year I'm going to say that on the show. So actually, I've been waiting Halloween Spooktacular. Oh, dear. <laughs> It's the simple things that make me happy. Oh, that's perfect. Oh, my God. Julie, you follow that. Yeah. Yeah, really. That's what the little fans are for. Where's my little fans? I asked him if you were going to change. Walt just got this little handheld plastic fan. Kevin thinks he's going through menopause. Oh, man. I brought it for the babies. Oh, you're killing me. You guys are killing me. What happened today? I don't know. What's happened this past couple of weeks? I don't know. I, I actually listened back to the email show last night. I was wetting myself. Wetting myself listening back to the last week's email show. That, 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 
Here's a bottle rocket, you cow. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a rocket bar, you fat cow. Bottle rocket. <laughs> bottle rocket. Rocket ball. That's safe for kids. <laughs> I'm a little girl. You're going to have to wait for the matches truck now. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Walter. I think there's a laughing gas leak in your there must air condition be. unit. Something's hot up. Here. It, it is hot. It is hot. Mine does have to do with Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) While we're waiting for Walter to come back from fixing the air conditioning, there's a new billboard for Halloween Horror Nights on I-4. Have you seen it? No. It's got great big raised silver letters, and it's all like Roman numerals. H-H-N-X-X. Oh, 20 years. It's very cool. All right, go ahead, Julie. Not so excited about that. Okay. (laughs) Billboard's cool. Let me get ready here. Top that. <laughs> Disneyland's Halloween time. <laughs> Celebration will be running from September 17th through October 31st this year. Of course, there will be Haunted Mansion Holiday and Space Mountain Ghost Galaxy, but they're also going to be introducing special Halloween fireworks. And new for 2010, Mickey's Trick or Treat Party is moving to the Disneyland Park. It's a private party open only to special ticket ho- to special ticket holders, but anyone can purchase a ticket. Of course, I'm going. I'm going. The familiar yeah. attractions, music, treat stations for the little ones, and creepy crafts are a few of the activities available. The character Cavalcade returns this year, and you'll never know who you might run into on these special nights. Don't forget to wear your costume. October first, fifth, eighth, twelfth, fifteenth, nineteenth, twenty second, twenty sixth, twenty ninth, and of course the thirty first. The treat stations are just for the little ones. I'm getting my candy. <laughs> then you're hiding it, aren't you? No, I'm walking around on his knees. Get my candy. Now I'm really looking forward to uh, uh, seeing how they do their Halloween party at Disneyland because you know we're going to be doing See if they the have one. Any better candy? Yeah. Well, we're going to be doing the one here on the 14th. Better candy. We're going to be doing the one here on the 14th and the one out there, I think, on the 2nd of October is when we're... No, 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 no. We'll be there the... I forgot what date it is. But we're actually going to do it twice, um, Tuesday and Friday. So I'm very excited that I get to get some Disneyland in before I have to go subject myself to nature for a week. It'll be fun. Okay, if you say so. Thank you, Jules. Corey? For you golf fans out there, the Children's Miracle Network Classic is happening November 11th through the 14th. PGA Tour professionals and amateurs will play on Disney's Palm and Disney's Magnolia Golf Courses. Tickets for um, a one-day is $10 for the week. It's $20. DVC members get in for free if they show their IDs at any will-call location. So I'm not a golf fan. I can nap at home for free. But it's a popular event. Is Tiger going to be there? And the girls. <laughs> <laughs> He's now traveling with them? I don't them. know who's going to be there yet. I don't think he was there last year, though. He might be there this year with his women. Cheering him on. Go golf. Hmm. No, okay, that was weird. <laughs> Wait, let him keep stretching. <laughs> yeah, let's see how much quiet he wants to fill. All right, thank you, Corey. Teresa. All right, y'all ready for this? A new fairy came out at 
Disney World. Is this chlamydia? <laughs> she was talking. She was talking about chlamydia, the fairy, before the no, show started. Chlamydia, but I had to kind of come up with some way to remember the correct pronunciation. So you went. So you went to chlamydia. <laughs> like video store didn't come to mind. Video, didn't you? I was pronouncing it wrong, so it's video. And anyway, she's here's a picture. You'll pass around the table. Her and Tink. Are you going to make an announcement every time the fairy comes out? I will. <laughs> <laughs> announcing the fairies. Um, she looks a little masculine. Well, listen, I pulled up the Disney website, and here are some of her Well, you traits. would, too, if you were yeast infection. <laughs> and, um, she has no Oh, she, do- she looks like a drag queen. Listen, she does look like a drag queen. Personality traits. I see an Adam's apple. Listen, personality traits, passive, aggressive. She doesn't like Tinkerbell. She doesn't like the other fairies. She thinks, she's the evil fairy. She's the evil fairy. She thinks she's the fastest fairy. It's almost cheap taking shots at this. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> she started with another fairy came out. I know. I'm trying so hard to be adult. <laughs> but um, I'm above this. Anyway, some of her pet peeves are poppy seeds, dandelions, and all of the other fairies. It's like a little sheet on all of her likes and dislikes. She's not a Playboy bunny. I know. What's the way this reads? What Um, are her turn-ons? Favorite flower, due to her name, loves prickly pear blossoms because they are prickly. Like her. Mm-hmm. Like her. Isn't that interesting? No. No. There's no part of this that's interesting. No. Medea, Medea. Is that, is There's right? No one should want their Medea. daughter to be Medea. like this fairy. Medea. We're going to head over to see if she's like pushing kids down. Do you know about RuPaul's <laughs> Drag people. Queen? What's that? Please don't let her push you. Stella down. I'm pretty sure she's on there. <laughs> I mean, right? she looks like the angry fairy. She looks like a man. <laughs> so no, he's, she's married to David a man Bowie. with chlamydia. <laughs> Here's a little picture. Look David Bowie married a man. No, that's Iman. Sorry, the cartoon version of her. Oh, uh, she is definitely the evil she's fairy. Been around for a while because Stella had the little. She looks, she looks like Feruza Balk from the craft. A bitter, isn't she? She looks a little like Serena from Bewitched. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how she's going to fit into the Welcome to Disney World on the new ferry. She has a very high ponytail, and she doesn't like poppy seeds. Okay, I'm done talking about this. <laughs> I won't even look at the picture. Kathy Whirling. I have two. They've got a new soundtrack at Space Mountain. Started the other day. It's unique to um, Space Mountain here in Disney World. And it has a zippy musical track, the whoosh of passing asteroids and the rush of interstellar traffic. Oh, wake me up when it's over. <laughs> <laughs> and it's starry ophonic sound. Pretty zippy. Now I throw up a little bit in my mouth. Okay, and the other one, and I'm sure everybody will have something to say about this one. Based on guest feedback, Trails End Restaurant at Fort Wilderness is now changing at lunch to a buffet. It starts as a pilot program. It started on the 29th. No, you mean it goes to a la carte. It's going to go to a la carte. Right, it's already a buffet. It's changing to a la carte. That's what I meant to say. They're going to have chili, fried chicken, and waffles, sautéed catfish, Grilled pork chops, spicy grilled shrimp, and andouille sausage, and desserts such as wilderness s'mores and a warm sticky bun sundae. And there's a vegetarian entree and no sugar added dessert options will also be available. And breakfast and dinner is still a buffet. And there's no end date for the end of the pilot program. So, Hmm. for lunch. So, in other words, this is it. Well, I don't think they'll ever do away with the buffet in general. But I think they just want to see if they can get away with 
I also think you've got not as popular, you know, people are in the parks during the day. Yeah. So I think they might be wasting a lot of food. If you're, if you're staying on on that particular property and you want to, you don't want really three buffets a day. Maybe they're trying to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. You know. Well, <laughs> all I can tell you is that Walter and I are booked into Fort Wilderness over New Year's, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. I can't wait. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. We're not doing it as a review or anything. We're just actually doing it for fun. For fun. Just for ah, us. So yay. can't wait. That I'm really excited about. That's one place I don't mind nature. Well, I'm hoping it's cold and then walk around and look at you know the, the trailers and campers done up for Christmas. And- Something really cool. They do, uh, I was reading on the camping board last night uh, that uh, they do trick-or-treating at Fort Wilderness on Halloween where the kids go around at the different campsites. Oh, wow. And they go trick-or-treating. And apparently, like, this one woman would say, I, I don't know if she was being exaggerating, but it didn't sound like it, saying uh, uh, she went through, like, 100 pounds of candy. Hmm. Um, like, give, Shoot, give, let's give, bring our kids there. Really? <laughs> so if you're at Fort Wilderness, over, if you want something different to do on Halloween, I don't think it really should be open to people who aren't staying at Fort Wilderness. I agree. Yeah, I do, too. But... Uh, you know, if you're staying in Fort Wilderness or if you're thinking about something cool to do if you're local and thinking about something cool to do over Halloween. Well, speaking of that, did you see that they now, when you go to Fort Wilderness, everybody has to go through the line at the guard shack? Yeah, they've been having a theft problem. Yeah, they closed off the other entry. So. They've been having a theft problem of uh, the campsites. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. a shame. Yeah. Oh, that is horrible. But there's also rumors. I mean, the camping board, I love the I Really, i got to be honest. Every time I go to the camping board, I, I love reading that board. It's a great board, great group of people. Uh, there's some very serious rumors that the island that ho- housed or houses the remains of River Country is going to be a new DVC resort. I've heard that. Yeah, I've definitely read that, too. So, interesting stuff. They're going to be like kind of like wilderness homes, quote unquote, for DVC members. I've heard that. That'd be cool. Could be. Could be very cool. So, all right. Well, thank you for that, Kathy. All right. That is going to do it for Rapid Fire for this week. We're going to move on to our first segment. Walter and I are going to talk about our experience at Disney's Beach Club a few weeks ago. We were there as part of our ongoing uh, resort reviews for the show. And I just want to make it clear because somebody sent in this idiotic email saying, you said you were going to review all the hotels in the next couple of weeks. That would be impossible. It's like, come on, think about this stuff before you send before you hit sent. <laughs> you know, no, we never said we were going to review all the hotels. That we were going to start reviewing the hotels again. This is we said that I said that back in March that we were going to begin doing our hotel reviews again. We we're trying to do a hotel every two months, every month if we can. Uh, it's expensive because we actually pay for this. It's not, you know, we, we only do reviews on things that we pay for. And we're also not stopping our work. I mean, this is in addition to well, it just work, It's, so. you know, on the list of idiotic emails we get. Um, so uh, Beach Club we, we did a couple weeks ago. And uh, I, was, uh, I was looking forward to this uh, mainly because I was able to get this great rate I think it was about $280 a night, club level. And uh, this was a Florida resident rate that I found. And I was looking forward to it. I was looking forward to seeing the Beach Club again. It had been many years since I'd been to the Beach Club. And I knew that the rooms had been had been redone. And uh, 
you know, and I do. I've always enjoyed their their club level, their concierge level, and I'd heard that the concierge lounge had been expanded, and uh, so Walter and I headed over. And one of the nice things about concierge is part of the check-in process. Uh, if you as you go through the gate and you announce that you're coming to check in and you give them your name, if you're a concierge guest, there's usually someone from concierge uh, comes out to greet you. And they take you right upstairs, and you're all checked in, and you're all done. It's a, it really is an, it was ex- a nice touch. It's an experience everybody should have once. Uh, it, it was really nice because they were there to meet us, took us right upstairs to the fifth floor. Our, our, we had done the online check-in like I always do, so the keys were cut. Everything was ready. And uh, just sat down with the concierge, went through everything. And we were in our room, and again, in a matter of 10, 15 minutes. Did you ask the concierge to do any reservations for you? Uh, while we were there, we did. Uh, so, and I'll get to that. Um, we, uh, I was very impressed with the size of the room, first of all, as soon as we walked in. These are large rooms. And I'm going to say they was in the vicinity of about 450 square feet. Uh, beautifully decorated rooms. Beautifully decorated rooms. Nice, very... Very true to the uh, the theme of the resort, the nice little touches without being gaudy, you know, little seashells adorning the, the mirror and, uh, you know, the color scheme that they picked, the blues and the whites and uh, the, uh, uh, I, I can't think of the name of the type, the, the headboards were done in this, almost like a, like a boardwalk, like a whitewashed boardwalk. Uh, it was really nice. It was really, really nice touches. Of course, the H2O products in the room, which I, of course, hoarded, as I always do. And uh, one of the things I noticed, though, when we, when we went to bed that night was the sheets. Surprisingly, I, 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 I likened them to hospital sheets. They're a little rough. They, were, they, they just had this rough texture to them, definitely not a high thread count. And I keep telling myself that there must be a reason for that. There must be a theming reason for that. I don't know what it is, but I was surprised that it was that the, that the sheets were so basic. But like I said, the room is very large, though. The bed generally was more or less comfortable. I can't. I think it might be time for the beds to get switched out. Um, it was not the most comfortable bed I've slept on. At I mean, it certainly wasn't like at a value resort, but. Uh, for a pillow top mattress, it wasn't as plush or as comfortable as I would have expected it to be. You're far more picky when it comes to sleeping. Yes, I am. I'm very, very picky. I can that. sleep. I mean, as long as it's dark and cold, I can sleep on anything, I think. so. Well, you'd have to with that bed you have. That, that. Well, you have that really, you, have a, you tend to have a hard bed. Oh, okay. Um, you like them firm. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, and I like, I like to sleep in a large pillow. You know, I like it plush. I want to sink into it. I like, I like that. Um, so, well, the size of me, most beds, I sink into most beds, but um, I like it as part of the design, not part of my weight. Uh, the uh, the rooms were were well appointed. Uh, the mini refrigerator in the room, VCR DVD player in the room, forty uh, two inch flat screen. Um, what am I met? There was something else. Is in there, there a coffee maker or anything like that? There yes, is a coffee, coffee maker. There's a 
standard coffee maker with the standard crap coffee that he loves. He will drink that. He drinks that. It's the first thing he does. And I can't drink it because, first of all, Cafe know, Valet, yeah. He even knows the brand name yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Cap, it's good. Cap, yeah, it's Crappe Valet. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't drink in room coffee. If it's one of the Keurig machines, it's different. But I don't know why Disney doesn't up their game with that, especially in the deluxes and more especially in a concierge room. I think something above basic is probably called for when you're normally paying four or $500 a night for but one of those rooms. can't you just walk down to the concierge lounge and get a cup of coffee? You can. I but, think maybe they think it's just but you know, most the, people will do that as opposed to making the coffee. Mm-hmm. Now, again, it kind of harkens back to the days when all the, all the Disney hotel rooms had that crappy Mickey, uh, Mickey shampoo and soap mm-hmm. that was horrible, like the worst shampoo ever. And then they upgraded everything to the H2O products. I think it's time to do that with the coffee makers, too. Pete, Get is, with the, the, is the Value Resorts, is, is that still got the crappy Mickey shampoo? No. No? No, that's all H2O. Everything is H2O now. You stayed there. Do they have it? Yeah, yeah <laughs> but it was a, it was it's a, a weird... It's a, it's a shampoo-conditioner combination right. in the Values. Uh, and uh, as opposed to the... Uh, the mid-level H2O line, which you're going to find at the moderates or the or, or at the deluxes, and then the only one, the only uh, Disney resort that actually has the H2O spa line, which is what I usually normally use, is the Grand Floridian or uh, Disney Cruise Line. Oh, okay. Uh, uses the spa products, but uh, very well appointed room, very comfortable room. Um, interesting thing that they do. There's a nice desk again with the internet connection on the desk where it belongs. And uh, the outlets on the desk where they belong. But they also have underneath the desk is this pull-out table. That was nice. That you could, you know, uh, if you have room service, you could pull out this table and they would put the the linens on it and set up dinner for you, which we did one night. Um, We'll talk about room service in a second. Uh, But also, you know. With two of us trying to work on computers. It, it was nice. Fun. It was nice to have a second table to pull out so that he could, he could work. Because I sure as heck wasn't giving up the desk. I was like the Grand Californian. <laughs> we had one desk, and one of us worked on the coffee table. Yeah, it's like exactly, exactly. So this was smart. I mean, I, I like the fact that they, you know, got the second uh, table that would slide underneath the other table. It really wasn't in the way when you weren't using it, but when you needed it, it was just it was great to have. I also noticed there was a lot of storage. A lot of storage in these rooms. Uh, as soon as you walk in on your right, there was a five-drawer a dresser, basically, that had plenty of room. Of course, you had the closets, and then you have additional storage space in the entertainment center uh, where the uh, refrigerator and the DVD player is. So room very comfortable, uh, nice-sized balcony, had a view, of, um, a view of Epcot from our balcony, which was cool. And uh, so overall, we were very happy with the room. I was, yeah. Um, the concierge lounge itself, you know, I, I used to love that lounge, and I'm not going to say it's a bad lounge. I just wasn't overwhelmed. I wasn't overly impressed with it. I wasn't overly impressed with the offerings for dinner. No. Um, of course, you know, concierge is never meant to be a, a meal replacement plan. But uh, they run uh, the, the lounge is open from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. They serve coffee from 6:30 to 7. 
their breakfast items, which are basically uh, pastries, bagels, Danish, uh, some uh, oatmeal, cereal, uh, fruit, things like that. That goes from six thirty to or from seven to ten thirty. They do snacks from eleven thirty to four. Um, they do uh, hors d'oeuvre service uh, between five and seven, and uh, they have their uh, desserts and aperitifs uh, at uh, between eight and ten. And I was I will say that I was impressed with the liquor. Yeah. That was out between eight and ten. It was very, very top shelf stuff. Now, the thing I thought that was odd was they didn't have uh, bottled water as an as an option. You know, when you, you can go and get um, sodas all day if you wanted a soda, but I never. Saw I think them. if you ask them for bottled water, they oh, would okay. get it for you. Same thing with the beer. The, the, they didn't have the beer out, but if you ask them for beer, they would get it for you. Which, like Walter, was collecting them apparently. <laughs> um, but there's no water. <laughs> there was no water. What was they to do? Pairs. Now, one of the things with concierge is that you get, uh, you know, there, you have the concierge desk there to help you with any reservations or anything you need. And uh, we did use that twice. One was to do a, uh, a safari, the safari over at Animal Kingdom that is available only to concierge guests. And uh, I was supposed to go on that but ended up having a terrible time sleeping that night. So Walter and Kelvin went. Yes. And did that. And you really enjoyed it. It was it was a nice <clears throat> safari. They go with the buses, but then instead of just following the regular trail, they will pull off somewhere, and you can sit there and take pictures of the animals, and they'll talk about them. So it's, it's nice and slow. You go, and they give you a lot of photo opportunities. And they were telling us things that I didn't know, like um, where the male lion always sits. In the rocks, there's fans to keep him cool, so he will sit there so you'll look at you know, so people can see him. Um, they were both very knowledgeable, very entertaining people. And you had it to you. You and Kelvin were the only ones on this tour. They said you see it's full, but we were the only two that day, so it was a private tour. Wow. <laughs> and Kelvin was happy to be pulled out of value for Kelvin. Little... <laughs> Kelvin loved it. <laughs> yeah, he did. And it was only fifty dollars a person to do this tour. It was it was really strange because when we got there, there was a big backup because half a tree had fallen over the path, so they had to you know cut down the trees and drag them out of the way, and. I guess the giraffes were sitting there waiting for the tree to fall because they were all sitting there, and then they're all eating the leaves and the bark and stuff because everything's protected so they can't eat it. So he's like, oh, they've been waiting for that to fall for quite some time. So then we could get good pictures of them because they were sitting there eating and stuff. And I guess what surprised me was they did a really good job, so we were going to give him a tip at the end. And the guy just politely declined. He just said, that's really not necessary. And I thought that was – I was surprised. But he just said, no, he really didn't need a tip. And that was one of the nice things about, you know, concierge is you do get those opportunities to do things like that that you may not get to do otherwise. And uh, they were great about handling that. Were there any opportunities at noon that I could take advantage of? Well, no, that was... Uh, oh, I thought that was the early morning. N- no, no, no. You're just thinking of the Sunrise Safari. Yeah. That's done for Animal Kingdom Lodge concierge guests. Oh, I Safari. This one was what? What time was it? 11 or it was 12? like uh, yeah it was it was yeah late morning early afternoon so you're in with regular guests no 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 this is concierge no. only no i'm saying you're you're in line with other guests and other They're cars. Dry, okay the, the the regular um buses are going out with people they meet at a certain place okay. and are signed in and then are taken onto a regular vehicle the same way as other guests you don't wait in those lines though 
But what I'm saying is there were other guests in other vehicles on the path. Right, but the except, except their vehicle pulls off and stops. and Right. When the regular people are going and they're looking and they stop for like maybe a, a second, ours is pulled off the Well, no, the thing on the, the Kilimanjaro, on the Kilimanjaro safaris is that those vehicles never stop. I think he said they do stop now. They do. If they don't stop, they slow down a lot. I think they actually do stop for a couple of seconds now because, because that's there always was, there were so much complaints about that. That was my because biggest everyone complaint. Goes, everyone has good cameras nowadays usually, and they want good pictures of their uh, vacations, and nobody was getting them. So everyone was complaining. I think they actually stopped. Well, I always uh, my my feeling always was that you know I understand wanting to go for the authentic in any attraction that Disney does, but to make those roads so rough on on that tour. Um, was absolutely unnecessary because it makes taking a good picture virtually impossible. Mm. Um, it was pretty jarring. It's you know because you know it's really hard to take a picture if you're bouncing up and down and you know. So well, it was very strange because when they were at the lions or something, they stopped so people can take pictures of the lions, but we're parked on the side and everyone kept turning around looking at us instead of the lion. It was very. It's like there? who are the people in the private car? It was just really yeah. strange. So that was interesting. So they set that up for us, which I thought was was cool, and that was very last minute. And uh, we also wanted to have dinner one night at Yachtsman. And uh, that he, was last second. Wasn't it? <laughs> it was literally last second. And he's checking, and he's like, "Nope, there's no availability. There's no availability." It's like, you know, hold on a second. And he picks up the phone and he calls down to the restaurant, and he's. Hangs up and says, if you can go down in the next 10 minutes, they've, they've got a table for you. And I'm like, okay, that's nice. That's really nice. And I will say the concierge staff was, was very good. They were very good, very helpful, very friendly. Every time you walked up onto the floor or left, you were greeted by somebody. Uh, if you needed anything, they really did go out of their way for you. So I, I, in that regard, uh, it was very nice. Um, do I think overall the concierge was worth it? No, I don't. Really and truly. Even at the reduced price? At the reduced price, yeah. It, yes, for $280 a night, yes. But it's so rare to get that. That's why I took it. Because normally when I, I price these out and I look for the concierge option, especially at Beach Club, always looking in, at, in the 400s or the 500s per night for that. And I'm sorry, it's just... It's not worth it. Unless you have the money to burn. Unless you have the money to burn, you know, a lot of people ask, is concierge worth it? If you're looking at it from a standpoint, is it worth it from, you know, the meals you're going to get or the, or the food you're going to eat in the concierge lounge, saving you money on the meals you eat, then you're looking at it from the, the wrong perspective. No, you are, if you are looking from a value perspective, is concierge worth it? Of course not. Concierge is worth it if you like that extra service, if you like having the lounge, if you like that atmosphere, um, it's an upscale experience. That's what you're paying for. You're not paying for the food. You're not paying for the drinks per se. I'm sure that's built into the price. But it's not a, worth 100 to $200 a night more, which is usually the premium for concierge. You're not going to replace every meal in the concierge lounge. No. Right? No. You're not going you're not gonna replace, you're not gonna replace any meal. Breakfast. Maybe, maybe perhaps breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, that that's if it. you're a light eater for breakfast. If you don't like to have a hearty, hot breakfast, you're okay in the concierge lounge. But outside of that, you know, you might be able to hold up, you know, you might be able to go and, and have some of the hors d'oeuvres at 5 o'clock if your dinner reservation is not until 8 to tide you over. Right. But it's not going to be a meal replacement. Now, you said from 8 to 10, they, were, they had top shelf uh, liquor drinks available? Well, they had, they had uh, uh, liqueur. 
Um, they had uh, Gramagne. Uh, they had uh, Amaretto. They had um, okay. So like after dinner, yeah, aperitifs, okay, um, or digestifs, whatever you want to call them. Um, but yeah, after dinner drinks. But it was good stuff. I mean, it was not you know not not, not cheap, not cheap stuff. So I was impressed by that. Not that I enjoyed any of it, but neither did you. Actually, you didn't have any. No. Well, you're not. That's not your. He's a whiskey. He's yeah, a whiskey that's not my thing either. So was I once upon a time. <laughs> so now, in terms of the hotel itself, um, you know, some of the big draws in this hotel, Cape May Cafe, um, which is a buffet restaurant that Kevin's going to give a review of. Um, we'll add our comments on our experience at Cape May while Kevin's talking about it. Um, Beaches and Cream. Oh, wow. One of the more popular places with good reason. Had a couple of really great lunches there. Um, the, the burgers were good. The hot dogs were good. Well, everything we had was good. I, had I mean, it's, it's standard fare. It's standard burgers. And but when you get to the ice cream is when they truly excel. <sighs> Actually, I, I wanted an ice cream. I wanted a banana split, and I didn't want it the way they made it. Because they used chocolate uh, ice cream, strawberry ice cream, vanilla ice cream. And I wanted it, I guess, like old school. I said, can I have three vanillas covered with Oh, no, you went beyond old school. You were like the crazy lady. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this, and I don't want this, but I want this, and I want you to do this, and I want you to put it on. Plantains. Yeah, you know, it, it was like, I'm like, and and, 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 and the guy's laughing. He's very nice. The he service was, was so oh, good. Yeah. The service was so good. Both times we were in there. And... This guy was like right on it. He's like, not a problem. Made it perfect. And Isn't a banana split always vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry? Not Walters. No, no, no. I mean, usually they have strawberry topping, chocolate topping, uh, pineapple. <laughs> but I, I only want vanilla ice cream. I don't want chocolate and vanilla. I, I had chocolate and strawberry. And he ice didn't cream. want the pineapple. I did want the pineapple. I didn't want marshmallow. Marshmallow. <laughs> so, you know. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> you get an idea. You get an idea. Well, the guy was undaunted and brought it back. It was great. And then they had made a um, kitchen sink while we were there. Twice, twice. Twice we saw a kitchen sink being made. And so when she was making it, we were so enthralled. We were just like, can we take a picture of that? And as soon as she was done, they brought it over and held it up so we could take a picture of it. Wow. And for people who don't know, uh, a kitchen sink is this legendary $25 dessert that they create that is literally like a gallon of ice cream and a whole can, a, a whole of, whipped can of whipped cream. There's and, whole cookies and candy bars stuck in it. And, and I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the most obscene looking, uh, and it's served literally in a bowl that is shaped to be a kitchen sink. Yes. And uh, I'll, I, I, I'll put a picture up with, uh, w- with the show to show everybody. I've got a video going up and a blog as well showing all this stuff. Uh, Absolutely loved Beaches and Cream. And, of course, the biggest draw of the beach club, the Yacht and Beach Club both, is Stormalong Bay, which is the pool, which is a huge pool, I think the largest I've ever seen. And, you know, it's a sand-bottom pool that uh, they now, I, I didn't realize that yeah. doesn't matter what time of year it is. Uh, if you want to get into that pool, every single person has to show a room key with their name on it and get a get a bracelet that is no more it used to be they only did that during peak season but now it's done all the time and you cannot get into that you can get not get anywhere near that pool if you're not a guest because they had so many problems with people sneaking yeah but in. if you're paying that kind of price to be there you, you 
Because you said before that so many other people were there, they couldn't even find a place to sit. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's good so, they're doing that. Yeah. yeah, so do I. So do I. Absolutely. I think it's the, only, it's the only way they could do it because they had so many problems with people from other resorts coming over. Um, of course, you're walking distance to Epcot from the Beach Club, which is nice. You've got all the entertainment and stuff that goes on around the boardwalk is all walking distance. I have to be honest with you. While there was nothing wrong during our stay, I, it w- I, 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 I considered the entire experience unremarkable. It wasn't bad, but I kept saying to myself, the level of service I'm getting here is absolutely no different than I would get in any other upscale hotel chain. And there was a time where that wasn't the case. There was a time where Disney service exceeded that. That, yeah, you could go to a Hyatt or a Hilton or a Westin or, you know, some other hotel chain and get great service. But that Disney service took it a step extra. I'm sorry, I just didn't feel it. You said this the last time. Uh, What's missing? What's missing what is could that they have done that they didn't do. What's missing is that sense of, and I'll tell you what, where I saw it was at the Caribbean beach where they just, they went that extra mile. There was that sense of, we're really glad you're here and they're really engaging and they're really friendly and they're really, they, they, they talk to you, not at you. Um, we, were, we were walking down to a parking lot. And there was obviously a manager leaving for the day. This was at Caribbean Beach. And all she had to do was just walk normally, and we would never have seen her. And it's the end of her day, and I wouldn't have blamed her. But she, she waited so that she could intercept us to ask us how was our day, how was everything going. Just little things like that we saw all over the Caribbean Beach, checking out in the food court, um, being engaged by the person that was, that was ringing us up, asking us questions, how's your stay, where are you from, uh, you know. Can I hear something funny? When we were leaving after... Going to dinner that night, we had an experience with a manager. Remember the manager came up and, how are you? Is everything okay? No. You don't remember the woman in the black dress and the black shirt and pants? Oh, I do remember that. Kate May? (laughs) Yeah. She literally, I mean, we were walking out and she could have just passed us by, but she stopped us and said, how are you? Is everything okay? The the day that we met, went to go meet y'all, we were in the the lobby and one of the DVC members or workers just started a a conversation with us. You know, how are y'all doing? You know, are you here to, are you staying? in front of the beach club, a manager came out and stopped us going in and asked us how we were doing and uh, where were we from and were we here to stay or just have dinner? That was, we're getting out of the car. Okay, well then, the two of you (laughs) had more interaction like that in a day or in a few hours than we had in four days. But also, our children attracted her. Yeah, they don't care about us. That's what it was. Yeah, that's true. We didn't have anybody with us. (laughs) I'm just saying, though, I know that's what attracted her You know, and it's, it's, uh, like I said, this is not a knock, per se, on the beach club, because... Um, with the exception, yeah. with the with the sole exception of they need to up the thread count on those sheets because it was like sleeping on sandpaper, um, and probably swap out the beds. Time to change up the beds. That they, might be it. That might be why the sheets are like that because they might be ready for a whole new bedding type. Maybe of thing. I don't know, but um, I that you know from a from a technical standpoint that was the only thing I could say. Now Walter and I had. A fairly different take on it. When we were driving home after checking out, I said to him, before I'd set, because 
I intentionally during what I've learned to do with him during the trip is I don't share any of my my observations with him because I want him to have his own experience. I want him to walk away from these experiences without being jaded by me saying, oh, well, look at this or look at that. So on the way home, I said to him, what did you think? He's like, I really liked it. And I said, now where, uh, you know, because he's been to many of these resorts now, where would you rank this on the list of resorts we've been to? And you said up near the top. Well, I mean, like you said, the service was good and being there and you can walk to so many things. And the pool itself, you know, we finally actually made time to go to the pool, you know, in the hot tub and stuff. So that was really nice. So, I mean, everything was what I would expect from a hotel like that. I think that's what I like about that, that whole area. Not, ne- not necessarily the beach club, yacht club, boardwalk, Swan Dolphin individually, but that whole area. If you're there, you can enjoy that whole area. There's so much to do. Correct. Exactly. I, this is it's a very interesting conversation because I think this might be indicative of what we see on the boards a lot. In that, if if someone doesn't have the experience they think they should, well, I think I, I think this is more this is more about when I when I first fell in love with Disney, and I first started coming down here twenty years ago, staying at the resorts. Back in those days, you had. Virtually everyone you ran into was that, you know, raving Disney cast member with that certain level of service and that certain Disney attitude that really defined Disney. And I'm sorry, but that is not as prevalent. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying it's not nearly as prevalent today as it was well, 20 years ago. It's, it's obvious that it's very hit or miss. And I mean, if and that's the miss, sad part. Right. That's the sad part. And I think this still has a lot to do with the scaling down and changing of the traditions training. That you know, there was a time where traditions went on for days and people were really indoctrinated in the Disney way of doing things. And to save money and to streamline and to do other things, they change that up. And I think those changes have been bad. Mm-hmm. I think those changes have had a negative impact. Disney won't acknowledge it or admit it. Because any time they've been confronted about it or been asked to comment on it, they say, oh, well, yeah, we don't do it like that anymore. But we do this now and we do this. Well, you know what? Whatever you're doing, I don't want – if I want the Hyatt experience or the Westin experience – I will go stay at a Hyatt or a Weston, and I'll guarantee you it'll be less expensive than what I'm paying you. You have told me that, about the Disney difference. Well, what is it? What is that difference? If it's not in your service, if it's not in that, holy cow, these people are amazing. That, to me, is the Disney difference. I didn't see that in the four days we were there. Were these people professional? Absolutely. Was anyone rude to us? Not at all. But did it live up to that Disney standard that I have? See, Walter doesn't, doesn't, didn't have those experiences. You know, Walter's like a lot of people who come into Disney without the history and background that, that we, some of us have. Pete, the first time, a couple of times I stayed at Disney, I remember when we stayed at the Contemporary, that long before you ever got to the Contemporary, you were stopped after the parking kiosk. And you were asked for your name and the number of people in your party. And when you pulled up in front of the contemporary, someone came to your car, opened the door, and greeted you by name. See, that's... 
I remember levels of service. However, I also remember at that time that Disney was hiring college kids. They looked like up with people. These were the blondest. These were the Van Pattens who were working at right. time. And I don't think that, that that employment pool is the same any longer. I also think people's expectations have been driven through the roof. And I'm not saying that what you're saying is wrong. I'm just saying that I read the same boards. I think people's expectation levels. However, there's got to be a consistency. If I came last year and people were doing this, and I come this year and people are not doing this, then that, that becomes a comparative thing. And people have every right to compare and say, listen, the last time I went to the beach club, people would say hi to me and be and you know go out of their way to say hi yeah, to me. Yeah, but you've been to restaurants where there's a good server and a bad server. I mean, you're running into different people. If it's the same people and you're comparing apples to apples. But I think there's just a difference. I think some people are effusive. I think there are people who live to work at Disney. I also think there are people who work at Disney because it's their job. Well, all I'm saying is that for me, the expectation when I go into any Disney experience, I don't care whether it's a restaurant, a theme park, or a hotel, when I or, or a cruise line, I can get goods, you know, good service, polite and professional is the standard if I'm at a Motel 6 or at a Disney hotel. If you are in the hospitality business, polite and professional is the baseline. It's not the high bar. That's the low bar. If you want to talk about the Disney difference, and that's why... Your hotels are two and three hundred dollars a night more than comparable hotels offsite. Then you have to define that. That and that the only way you really can define it because you can't define it in your room service, which I have to tell you was the most abysmal experience I've ever had in room service. The food was absolutely atrocious, atrocious. Breakfast was good. I will say breakfast was good. But I had dinner twice in the room. Well, I know when I came back and you had dinner, most of it was still there. It was vile, vile that they would serve this. Um, and again, you know, the people who brought the room service were professional and polite, set everything up for me, very nice. I look at this filet mignon that I've got a picture of it I'm going to put up with the review. It was like a piece of shoe leather for $38. Now, the next day, I had lunch at La Cellier and paid $26 for a filet that beat the crap out of that one. Um, so I, I was really disappointed in that. That was one area where I, I was really sad that they failed. But overall, my impression was unexceptional. There was nothing that took place in this hotel, nothing about my experience that I wouldn't have had in any other upscale hotel that was properly run. And yes, my expectations for Disney are above that. And at this level, in particular, when it comes to the deluxe resorts for the prices that they charge, that's the standard that I'm going in with. And that's what they're all going to be judged on. Um, it's a little I put I put less emphasis on it at the All Stars because the pricing is different. And that does matter. How much you pay for a room does matter in what in terms of what you should expect. You should always expect professional and polite. But in terms of amenities, in terms of things like that, 
in terms of that Disney difference, yes, I'm, the more money I'm paying, the more I'm going to expect, and I think that's reasonable. So for that reason, uh, the Beach Club gets an 85 from me out of a possible 100 uh, because it did not meet the standard of exceptional. Um, it met the standard of okay. And like I said, you know, Walter's, Walter's perception of it was, was somewhat different, and that's a legitimate perception. See, I guess I, I, see it, I see it as you're paying for proximity. That, to me, is what you're paying for. It's the same if I, pay, if I go to a nice hotel Yeah, but that's not what Disney says. Or the nice hotel off the beach. That's not what Disney says. That's how I look at it. I understand what Disney says, but I, I guess I just look for clean and neat and. I see polite. where you're coming from because you know, for me, it would be more about convenience. Right. Being so, being in walking distance to Epcot. Well, I factor that in too. Yeah. I factor that in too, but I, I, I don't see a reason to trade one for the other. Again, that's the Disney difference. I can get the we're close to this, and this is what our hotel is. Take it or leave it anywhere. Uh, also. I think that, you know, the Disney difference, I didn't make that up. That's them pushing Disney difference. What is it? If it's not that, then what is it? It's not proximity. That's not the Disney difference. It's not the size, certainly not the size of hotel rooms, because most of the rooms on property are small, especially in the newer bills. Uh, So what exactly is it then? If it's not... That our service is going to wow you. If we're, you know, basically, yes, I want you to break out into a chorus of "Hello Dolly" when we walk into when we walk into your resort. Something along those lines. Disney's future revenue relies heavily on current and past guests returning, and if their service is uneven at best, where we say we had a good experience, but you say you you weren't a thousand percent thrilled with it. That is, they're going to hit the person who's not going to come back. Yeah. So it's in their best interests to make every guest feel the same way, give mm-hmm. every guest the same level of service. And so if, if you have cast members who aren't happy working there, sorry, either retrain them I or... I don't think it's a matter of not being happy. But who I look at it as just a nine-to-five, I'm going to get through my day, I'm not going to do, go above and beyond, then they need to be retrained. And I think that's part of the breakdown. It's not just traditions. It's the fact that maybe management's not putting into a retraining process. Well, I, I will say this, that I don't think they're failing per se. And I don't think that service, in the case of the Beach Club, is an issue of poor management. I think it might be a matter of retraining. I think there is a genuine interest at the Beach Club, from what I saw, to produce a quality product. Um, like I said, there was it wasn't like there was this mass indifference. It's just through the four days I was, you know, kind of, and I wasn't out looking for it. I, I just it's something I noticed after the trip was over was that you know, all right. So what did I, what did I really think of this? Um, and I was just like, okay, well, it was exceptionally unexceptional, um, and it was very similar. We'll save that review for the Disneyland show we're doing in a few weeks, but. Very similar to my feelings about the Grand Californian, although I have other issues with the Grand Californian that drive the score down in that regard. But, um, you know, I'm very interested to see. uh, I've got stays at uh, four hotels over the next three weeks um, for future reviews. 
very, very interested to see how they all stack up against this. So uh, that is my take on Disney's Beach Club, and we're going to move on to Kevin's review of the Cape May Cafe. We had dinner there last night, and I thought it was terrific. Talk about a completely opposite experience. As a matter of fact, while we were standing at the podium, we were one of the first people seated. They opened up at 5, and our reservation was for 5.10. I had a wonderful conversation with a couple of the hostesses who told me that one of the hostesses had was on um, a certain type of medical... She had to come out of the kitchen due to medical reasons. She had had surgery, and she was working as a hostess. She couldn't do lifting and things like that. So I said, I was joking, and I said, well, are you the best cook? And she said, of course I am. I said, well, does that mean the food's not going to be up to par? And she explained to me, no, that the person that trained her was doing her job at the moment. So I had this really great interaction with the people just waiting for our table. Five people at the podium, everybody. How are you? How was your day? Are you staying here? I, I, again, from the valet in. Definitely not our experience. It's funny. Um, we like the Cape May Cafe, and we've eaten there in the last six weeks. So I went in. It, it's hard to completely take away your preconceived ideas of what you're going to get, but I always try. We were seated pretty quickly. As I said, though, we got there right at the beginning of service. Uh, we got a great table right near the buffet. Every time I've ever eaten at the Cape May Cafe, it always seems that I'm in one of the further back rooms. Right. We were seated right near the buffet. Uh, the, the cost for the buffet is $30.99 for an adult, and it opens at 5 o'clock every day. The buffet is set up, if you haven't been there, it's a large square in the first part of the room. They've kind of, I think they're uh, probably being hit pretty hard with free dining. There were rooms open at the Cape May Cafe that I've never seen. Right behind the podium, there was a room that was open. That used to be a bar, I think. I think so. But the last couple of times I've been there, those doors have been closed. That's all open up and ready to be used. Uh, We sat down. Our server approached our table. The servers at the Cape May Cafe seem to be old-school Disney servers. Uh, There's a lot of – how do I put this politely? Older cast members who have been there for quite a while. And I think it's probably a pretty coveted job because there's not a lot of serving. It's not a lot of serving. It's basically drinks and clearing things like that. Uh, While we're there, the menu consisted of, um, this is going to be a little bit of a reading thing. They don't have a menu, but I went around and took pictures of all the little cards. They had fresh fruit salad, Caesar salad, a Cape May house salad, field greens, and accompaniments, snow crab legs, steamed clams, steamed red potatoes, mashed potatoes with basil pesto, marinated beef tips with spicy tomato sauce. John loved this. It had little green olives in it. Penne pasta with tomatoes, spinach, and Parmesan cheese, seasonal vegetables, marinated roast chicken, barbecue pork ribs, hand-carved beef with red wine, demi-glaze, and horseradish, hand-carved roast pork loin, and battered fried shrimp. They also had pork ribs, which I don't see listed on any of the menus, uh, baked mahi-mahi over summer vegetables, Prince Edward Island sound mussels, seafood pot pie, tortellini with lobster sauce. They had two soups last night. There was their regular clam chowder, which in my mind was better than I remember. It was better in my memory. 
I tried it last night, and it was a little bit flat. There was also uh, a minestrone with white beans, and that had an odd sweet flavor as far as, far as I was concerned. Neither one of us cared much for the soup last night. Again, I remember the clam chowder being better, but I've been to Celebration Town Tavern a lot between those two times, and nothing compares to Celebration Town Tavern's clam chowder. So as you say, the bar is set pretty high. Mm-hmm. It's hard to even come close to that. The salads were very, very fresh. Again, we were right there at the beginning of service. John found something that I think he went back for three servings of it. It was um, quinoa with shrimp and tutus and tutus and hearts of palm. Uh, the, the, the the crab legs were fresh. The steamed clams were plentiful. And they had batter-fried shrimp. Now, the fried food is one of the things that change. Right. They switch between fried food or fried shrimp, fried calamari, and fried cod. Those three things switch out. Now, the time I was there waiting, I mean, they were really slow on refilling the shrimp. So I actually had to stand there like a couple minutes. I got to tell you, they waiting were waiting for the shrimp, there, waiting for people to and, and then that's why I was just them. like, I'm not moving. When the shrimp comes, I'm getting some shrimp because I've been here. I've been waiting like five minutes. I'm <laughs> not going anywhere. <laughs> I actually complimented the lady I had spoken to going in. I said, I don't know who's in the kitchen cooking in your place. However, they're doing a fabulous job with those shrimp. She said, it's a very simple preparation. I said, however, fried shrimp can either be really good or they can overcook them to the point where you're eating little rubber school erasers. These were spectacular. They did have a good taste. I'll certainly say that. Uh, One of the few things not overwhelmed with tarragon the night we were there. Everything we ate... Everything I do remember there being a lot of tarragon that night. Was like rolled in tarragon. I'm like, does the chef have like a tarragon farm somewhere? And he's like, uh, <laughs> trying to get rid of it all. Every everything, everything we ate was the like pork ribs were fall off the bone tender. Mm-hmm, they were good. Uh, my only problem with them is I like a little less sauce on my. Oh no, they should be smothered. I don't. They were a little too juicy for me. Uh, the kids' table looked phenomenal. It that was did look yeah, that did look really good. good. And it wasn't that bright orange macaroni and cheese. That this color looked, not found in nature. Right. Orange, yeah. Also on the kids' bar, they had a plate of green beans and baby carrots mixed together, which were really good. Um, what else did we have? There were chicken tenders on the set on the kids' bar. I tried everything. I made sure I went through and I tried everything. I thought everything was really good. Didn't care for the soup. And then just kind of out of silliness, we tried the bread. And the bread was just awful. The, did you ever see bread that looked like it was good? It looked like it had been glazed. It was just beautiful. And sunflower seeds all over the top of it. And John tried it and he said, don't waste the calories. This isn't as good as you would expect it to be. But he thought the, the roast beef was good. And the pork wine, I actually didn't have that. Those shrimp, I had trouble getting by them. And I really like steamed clams. And these are the little tiny baby Little Mac clams. The clams were good. The mussels were good. Remember, Bob loved this place. Mm-hmm. They had mussels it. last night. You know the green seaweed salad you get at a sushi bar? Yeah. They had Prince Edward Island green-lipped mussels with that um, so, spicy uh, seaweed never salad. never anything that has the word lip. <laughs> <laughs> mussels are gross. Oh, these were, I thought no, they were delicious. Them. They were good. Uh, I like seafood. I like the crab legs. Crab legs, to me, I understand that they're all you can eat. However, by the time I'm done wrestling with them, it's just it's too much work for me. <laughs> it's just too much work, much work for not enough payoff. But don't you uh, think that the, the price of this buffet is driven up 
buy because that's an expensive thirty one dollars is an expensive. I don't think it was any more before they added the crab legs. I don't think it was any less. I mean. I think it was the really? same price. Yeah, I, don't, I don't eat the crab legs. I'm with Kevin. It's too much work to do it. I thought it was worth every penny. I really did. I thought the this beef stew they put out, I think the carving station was terrific. Now I think every, we have to go back and try it again. Did we go really late or what? Everybody talks about how uh, great the um, oh, the buffet in Wilderness, not Wilderness, Fort Wilderness is. What's it called? Land's End. Trails End. Trails, Trails End. End. And I thought that was a complete waste of money. Yeah, I like that. I didn't think it made any sense whatsoever. Oh, no, I thought that was good. It was like, I got to tell you, I I thought it was great. And we even said at the end of the night, I thought it was worth every penny. See, now, I I was thinking if you didn't eat the crab legs, I didn't think it would be worth the money. I thought maybe if you you actually enjoyed crab legs, that would have made it. I got my $31 worth of shrimp, I promise you. And being somebody who doesn't eat seafood, it was completely not worth it. Then I would say no, probably not. You know what? Then I I, I don't go to Indian restaurants for that reason. I don't care for Indian food. But, you see, there was a time. There was a time that, because I've eaten there before, I mean, it certainly wasn't my first time, that I really enjoyed everything on the non-seafood side. Uh, this time, no. Like I said, it, it might have been better. It, they just might have had somebody in the kitchen cooking who shouldn't have been. Because were I'm not kidding you. It's everything was like rolled in tarragon. There was Every a beautiful bite. baked chicken breast yeah. that they yeah, could put in. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I had the chicken. I had the ribs. I had uh, uh, the uh, well. I mean, carving. The, the carve the, the carving station wasn't rolled in tarragon. That was the only thing that I, I ate that did not taste of tarragon. They had mashed potatoes with pesto sauce on top of. I'm so hungry. This is so. This is torture right now. It was now. really good. And I'll say this: our waitress was on the spot. She was invisible, which I is to me at a buffet is exactly what a server should be. I don't. You're not. You're not taking my order. You're not. Right. My drinks should be filled and my plates should be cleared. And she was just kind of invisible and did it, which I thought was terrific. Uh, after our dinner, we had dessert. They had a couple. John, um, I'm trying to stay away from desserts at the moment. So John tried a couple of different ones. However, going into this, John doesn't like anybody's dessert. Out of every 50, there's one that gets a rating of that's okay. I'm not a big dessert person, and especially uh, Disney desserts. Um, they're usually just not worth the calories. I don't see what the th- – these are one of those, those typical things where it's the Oreo dome. Thing. That was really good. See, I don't care for that. That was really good. Okay, so, now last night they had a special. They had little miniature lava cakes. Hot lava cakes. They were chocolate cakes with a soft really chocolate center. There was one single – now these were – the same size as the little um, Oreo The size domes. of an Oreo, but it okay. didn't have an Oreo in it. So it was like a two-bite, maybe three-bite dessert. It had a single red raspberry on top of it, and it was drizzled with raspberry sauce. I did take a bite of that. that if really I wasn't good. looking to watch my sugar intake, I could have hit six or seven of that. So the rest of the, the rest of the desserts were okay. They have like a blondie. They were brownie. They've got a little mini chocolate chip cookies. I don't even think I tried any of the desserts. They didn't look very. Now, did you appealing. ask? Did you ask for the sugar-free dessert, Pete? No, I didn't. You have to ask for it. It's not out. You have to add. There's a, a chef or a pastry chef at the dessert table. And John actually went up and got desserts. And I said, see if there's anything sugar-free. They came out with a sugar-free. He came back with a sugar-free brownie. Had three raspberries on top of it. And the plate had a little bit of mango sauce around the outside of it. I guarantee you, if you didn't know that this was a sugar-free dessert, you would never, ever, ever question it. 
most sugar free most of the most of the sugar free desserts I have had at Disney World. That's exactly what I said. This was better. The sugar-free dessert was better than the other desserts. That sounds like the ones they serve at the uh, Wishes Dessert Party. The brownie was really good. The sugar you need free. to tr- have you ever challenge. tried? Have you ever tried the sugar-free cheesecake at Yachtsman? No. Okay, and it, you kill yourself. It's phenomenal. Before uh, before taxes were added, it was sixty one ninety eight. After Tables in Wonderland, after the uh, gratuity was added, and after taxes, it was sixty three ninety seven. For the both of us, which is different than what I said. No, but I just couldn't understand why sixty-one ninety-eight went to sixty-three. Gotcha. Just because the taxes weren't in there yet. Um, and I can tell you, we, we. This is embarrassing, but we spent sixty dollars on Chinese food one night. You know, it's easy That's to do easy. that. That's easy I was to do. Say, we, every once in a while, we get Outback takeout, and it's easily that much money. This was I. I didn't have a single thing I didn't like. The things I did like, I could go back and get more of. Uh, they had a little tomato and mozzarella salad with chopped red onions in it. That was out of this world. So I thought it was great. I always have a good meal at the the Cape May Cafe. I don't think I said on, on the way on the way out. I said to John, I don't think I've ever been disappointed in this restaurant. That being said, I would say the same thing for any buffet. I think you can find things to make your own good meal out mm-hmm. of. I don't think anybody's going to like everything on the buffet, but I think this one's worth it. I agree with you. I'll have to go back and try it again. Maybe we hit it on a weekend and it was really busy. Or, yeah, uh, it, it might have been. I don't know because I'll tell you, it just did not impress me usually at all. When a, usually when a buffet is busy, it's better. I find that when it's busy, you get more stuff faster mm-hmm. and yep. it's hot. I also I'm surprised the that they weren't filling the shrimp. That really is We also, as I said, we were there at the beginning of service. Right. It opened at 5. Our seating was for 5.10. And we were seated within minutes of being arriving. Mm. So I maybe we had fresh, hot food and they were happy and peppy because they were just starting their day. But... I had a really good experience. We, we were there with Aaron and his family, just re- Aaron and his daughter, Anna. Just recently, and again, had a really good time. Because when we left, I'm like, if I don't eat here again, I'm okay. Yeah. So no. We'll try it again. We'll have to try it again. Well, good. Thank you very much for that, Kevin. Thanks, everybody. That is going to do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Tunis. Tutus Spooktacular.